What's going on out there, everybody? Welcome to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. Sitting in-house here with Mr. Jordan and Mr. Ooh. Jason. Yep. Kind of in a weird state of affairs. We all walked up here with flip-flops and, and shorts and... A little bit sweaty. T-shirts, yeah. and it's hot as hell in the studio. A little clammy. It's, it's a little know. warm. What happened? Uh, it decided to be spring. It just all of a sudden. Just boom. Yeah. No, nice right, no spring, right to summer. Um, and the flies woke up. No, summer's, yeah, summer's 80 and above. <laughs> Didn't quite touch 80 today. Oh, well, I'm, I'm stoked for it, but <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, yeah, it's about freaking time. It's a yeah, pretty sight to seriously. see, though. I mean, we drove drove here this afternoon, and old Mount St. Helens looked like a big old marshmallow up there. Yeah, it did. It was pretty cool. There's a lot of snow still on the hills, which looks really good for... Some of the things we're going to be talking about this afternoon uh, here in studio, um, but also kind of don't really have that good of news for this high water and these perfect conditions of the the fishing that we're going to be able to do or not do going into the spring Chinook season here. So, Right. I was up at Yale doing some kokanee trips last few days, and yeah, you're right. There's a lot. You can tell like there's just a lot of snow yeah. up there, and not an ounce of it has come down until yesterday. And it's like <laughs> yeah. a thousand feet and up. Thousand yeah. feet and up, there is, it, there's no way you're driving anywhere above a thousand feet in elevation in the Pacific Northwest right now, which is great. Yeah, I love that's it. good. Uh, for it's so good to see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's gonna. I, I'm hoping we have the same conditions that we kind of saw last year. Sustain some flows. Really good fishing all the way through July and August and the tributaries, and not crying about no water, and not crying about warm water and fish mm-hmm. dying. And mm-hmm. I think we're gonna be good for conditions for these fish to survive and get up the rivers, except for certain things eating them. Yeah, <laughs> full M. Well, hopefully a little water clarity kind of going, get a little more turbid. You're going to get a lot of flows coming here over the next week. I think like the Yakima River is supposed to yeah, they like go to up. flood. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Ooh. there's there's a lot of areas that are going to experience some real high waters and and uh, some real, some much colder conditions. But like you said, if that tails off all the way through June and July and keeps the Columbia cool, um, we'll have an amazing summer Chinook season, which I'm really excited about because forecasts are strong and everything points to a go on june 16th for that uh, but you know i think you've said jason you've been you know finding summer steelhead already yeah pretty good in the tribs yeah there's been a handful showing themselves already and that's always a good sign to see this early in the season i mean what how would you rate the early season for summer steelhead right now like mm-hmm. compared to what you've been like on a scale of one to ten sure mm, i'd say probably like a probably 7.5 got it it's not amazing but it's not you've seen a lot more earlier fish before but not yeah i've seen i've seen a bigger first push i think that's kind of what we saw since the opener the reopener and it's just that first you know decent push of fish that's coming have they been nice sized or they've been dinkered yeah no they've been pretty decent size i think i think the biggest one we got was probably 12 probably 12 that's a hot summer yeah it tore them up pretty good where have you been fishing? Just kidding. <laughs> My local spot. My local <laughs> spot. The water. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been doing squat like really lately, but like tomorrow I start, you know, our upper our upper Columbia spring Chinook thing. And we're gonna experience a lot of this like snowpack and a lot of I think over the next three weeks these fisheries the fisheries are really gonna change. Um I don't know what it's gonna do as far as like the Willamette and stuff like that and the turbidity there. I mean, it's, I mean, things are going to come up and kind of stay steadily up. Like you said, Jordan, there's a thousand feet and up. You ain't going anywhere. There's snow all over and it's been holding on until this week. So (laughs) Marlon just in the back corner, Oh, it's going to make for some good shed hunting. (laughs) 
How's that work? So if the deer like throws his antlers on top of the snow and then when it melts, it doesn't get buried by the vegetation. Oh, it pushes them down into. Got it. So, so it concentrates. So it concentrates elk into the lower areas where they're easier to find the sheds. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Wherever there's the food. This turned into a shed hunting podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why we yeah, can see here and touch a shed actually. <laughs> no, but the other thing is, I think for some of these upper Columbia tributaries, and I'm talking stuff all the way from Bonneville all the way to McNary, you know, last year we had really cold temps in those tributaries and the fish did not necessarily want to push into them. The fish arrived at the river mouths and in some of the terminal fishery areas, but they didn't necessarily go into the hatcheries and up the rivers. Mm-hmm. So interesting. <laughs> Why is that you think? Temperature. It's 40, it's cold. It was 43 degrees. Uh, up inside the river mouth from what I heard just a couple days ago. And last year... degrees right here. Two days ago, 43.5. Yesterday it went up to 44. And that's probably why you've only got 50 fish sitting in your trap at yeah. the other dam. Because no, I think when those and that's why I've been going all day long. It's, oh, I think I got a bite. I think I got a bite. Yeah. Where it should be like... Whoa, got one, you yeah, know. It should is. be go pulling over the whole oh, thing. annoying. There's no I excuse. I think we've so, been missing more chances than we really th- realized a lot of here's, the days. Here's, here's where I really like the, my perspective on the season is, and you're going to groan because it, <laughs> it has to do with bass. <laughs> last weekend, bass tournaments, you know, right now, last week of April, you are looking for fish that are either spawned already or males are up shallow like first waiting for females to come up and join them like you're seeing this activity where you're you could be catching smallies in you know two feet of water three feet of water consistently constantly everywhere scattered about and i can tell you from last weekend they are not there's none of that activity because the water's absolutely none they are still staged up balled up in their pre-spawn stage mode and sitting down and you know, 10, 15 feet, like none of that activity. Now, last year at this time, I know like fish were already up, redding, spawning, scattered about, just crush these. Now, you can crush them if you find them, but like right now they're just, their activity is like two weeks behind, easily two weeks behind mm-hmm. anything else that I've ever seen, okay. you know, for the lower Columbia. So you talk about stuff just being behind, being behind, like everything's behind, but yet we still have like Relatively good fishing in some of the tribs. Like, yeah. there's still fish. Yeah. Well, one thing the I will count. say, in these, in these tribs where the fishing is good, and like today, I'll say I had a pretty tough day, uh, but watched quite a few, I mean, watched a dozen fish get caught, and every fish that was caught was under nine feet deep. Six, four to nine feet deep. So they're not sitting they're down sitting in the They're sitting in the shallow stuff so they can get warm, and it's the, they're getting that warmer water. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they're getting that degree of temperature difference to where they're biting. Yeah. You know, I marked a lot of fish today and was just was blown by them and going, what the F? Like, why didn't we hook any of those? It's not you typical, know? And that like, was in, stacked fishing. Yeah, and that was 18, mm-hmm. 19, 20 feet deep, and I think those fish, they're, got, they're cold, they're moving through, and they're, and they're moving. Yeah. And they're sitting in those tailouts, which is where they're going to get caught because that's where you're going to get your stuff in front of them. They're going to get a minute uh, to kind of stare at it and react to it rather than it blowing by them, you know. And, and, so you and haven't been, make. like, bobber fishing none of the deep stuff. It's been more back yep. trolling or bouncing it's in tailouts. Everybody and, I saw today yeah. did well on, on divers or fishing shallow areas, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of makes sense for, or maybe it's moving fish too. Yeah, definitely we're moving, hundred percent. All of them are moving. It seemed, you know. But really, for that river, last week April, <laughs> we should be hovering eggs like over the top of them and bouncing eggs off their foreheads and stuff. Mm, and yeah, so like yeah. you're saying, it's you know a couple weeks. I mean, there's fish. But there's a couple of dam count went to 
you know, 1,400 and 1,200 respectively the last two days about Bonneville, which is good to see. It's finally good to see the push. Yeah. But even then, it's kind of a, it's a few days later than it was last year. Last year, it's behind the 10-year average now, I think pretty substantially. But it didn't even start to, it didn't even start to like pick up until just a few days ago. So it's kind of like, again, there's fish, but it's like, really, where are we at in, in the right. whole season? So until, until we you know, progress a little bit more and see how the trends go. It sucks because, too, because everybody's been asking, you know, reopen or when are they going to give us back time in the Columbia? We didn't catch any fish. When are we going to get more time in some of these tributaries that are slated to close? And when are we going to get some more openers here and openers there? And the reality is, is like right now we're just in this like kind of stuck situation because everything is, is what they call paper fish. It's all fish that's just been forecasted. It's typed up on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. That's all we have evidence of, you know, and until we start seeing returns, you know, to some of these, um, you know, hatcheries or over the dam or maybe even kind of some real correlation to the sport catch, like that actually shows that there's a significant um, amount of fish. I'm afraid we might even see like some other closures because, I mean, the reality is, is these hatcheries are, they they have to have their escapement to procreate the run. Mm -hmm. and. If they're going to start getting cold feet, now I understand the managers are probably, you know, look talking about what we're talking about as far as everything's behind, everything's this, everything's that. But the reality is, is like fish better show up and give us some evidence that they're here like pretty yeah. quick or else they're going to start getting cold feet. It's not going to be good. No. I don't want to panic yet. I know no, it's I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that mode. <laughs> but I mean, Bonneville Dam is like slated to get, you know, over 200,000 over the dam. I think they got like, I don't know, four. <laughs> they yeah. should be probably in that 40 range right now. Yeah, by now. Close. But they do have a way of, uh, they do have a way of just showing up overnight. And right now we've got the most significant, you know, weather change and weather pattern. So I guess if they're going to show, oops, they're going to show. Like I said, time will tell. Yeah, well, Here hopefully. In the, uh, shortly. Uh, I'd ca- hope and pray that. Uh, for some of our very local fisheries where we're at, that that happens this weekend so that we can make fish make, make life a little easier on us, make our drives a little shorter in the morning yeah. here over the next couple of weeks. But I, I'm, I don't want to, I'm trying not to be too doom and gloom in my own mind. I feel like um, really wasn't too different of conditions as this time last year. Honestly, I think there was less people fishing at this time last year. Um, from from what I saw, the, especially in some of our, some of those places that I've been lately, um, I didn't see the same kind of crowds as I have this year, uh, with especially the amount of guys that have been in these local rivers. And so I think that's that might be something of it too. You know, you're seeing a lot more fishermen and spreading out the catch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's only everybody's getting a couple rather than a few guys getting a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're I think they're coming. I think they're there. Yeah, There's no reason why we wouldn't have a good run this year, other than some some crazy anomaly of of mismanagement or or some sort of predation or something. You know, yeah. I was just gonna say that predation thing could be a big factor just on the just on the account that we did have a late kind of trickling in run, but I mean, again, and I know we talked about this in the last podcast. Like, when have you heard of smelt in the Kalama the second week of April? Like, yeah. when have you heard of smelt in the up at Bonneville Dam? You know, the first week of April and the last week of March. Like, just unheard of. Lot not. I want. I don't want to say like record setting, but definitely like outside the box um, missed things. That are yeah that are that are happening to where, you know, uh, fish are running around everywhere. Like right now, um, you know, so you know we're behind. Um, right now, last year, um, 
right the last year on this this excuse me on this for yesterday excuse me the ten year average over Bonneville sixteen hundred fish and this year we're at twelve hundred right now so it's not necessarily all that off but from looking at the graph I know you guys can't see it because the podcast of course. I mean, we seem to be about maybe about four to five days behind mm-hmm. of where we sat, where we're usually at on the 10-year average. So yeah. we'll just have to see where she goes. What are your plans for the next few weeks then, Jordan? Well, they just changed a little, a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, looks like I'm going to be back in the raft or might be following you guys up above Bonneville a little bit. Um, it's not exactly my, my favorite thing to go do. Uh, and it does seem like there's options around to go jump back in the raft and just chasing springers. I'm not really looking too hard towards summer steelhead yet, um, but just trying to chase some of these early springers and get some trips done. And then we got some big uh, video stuff going on, of course. Just been enjoying spring. I'm headed mushroom picking this weekend. We're going over east. Did you not go check out that location I sent that text to you about? <laughs> I, I found did. my first couple morels uh, a couple <laughs> days ago. I was kind of proud. I <laughs> stepped proud. out of my – I, I uh, was in the town of Woodland, and uh, I want to tell you guys my secret spot because it was right in front of the Department of Licensing. <laughs> and I opened the door, and I'm on the curb, and there's like a little like power box, and there's a, like a tiny little strip of grass, and like in the concrete where the concrete met the power box concrete – there's like a little sliver, and there's two morels <laughs> sitting there. I'm like, huh, all these things ain't that hard to find. Yeah. Here they are. <laughs> and I like, so I take a picture. I send it to Jordan. I go, here's here's the secret morel spot. What the hell's up with this? Like, you know. And then when I walked back, I kicked them over. I'm like, they were they were growing right there. Yeah. Hmm. So no, I'm excited for it. The conditions here that we're getting, um, as well as help fishing, definitely help all the the natural edibles pop up this time of year. And Marlon's all gung ho on for shed hunting, but you can't eat sheds. That's kind of my saying. <laughs> so, um, but we're gonna head over there this weekend. Keep filming state fishies. We've been popping out a lot of these natural har- foraging videos. You know, been harvesting a lot of stuff. It's been a great year for that. For everybody that likes to go out and just camp and and have fun outdoors. Um, but gonna go morel pick and try to kill another turkey this weekend. Um, well, we still have time to do that, and then we got a big trip planned up to Lake Chelan. Um, I still need to call him about that. But so to go up and do some really cool fishing up in Eastern Washington, some stuff we've never done before, uh, and then we're heading to Alaska again. A little group of us are going to go up and do some do-it-yourself fishing, which I'm really excited for. Mm. I think that mm. is going to be one of the coolest videos that we've all made together like in quite a while, where we're we're getting the materials and the equipment we need to go, and we're winging it. And it's going to be badass. I know we'll find fish. It's We're going to go into a great area. So some really fun videos for you guys to be looking forward to because I'm literally looking forward to it. So, you know, you know, when, when the group is excited, you know, it's going to be a good video. Mm-hmm. So we got some got some really neat stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a high volume area. So hopefully we'll be able to find because I want to get my hands on some freaking halibut. Yeah. Do morels go good with halibut? Because <laughs> they go good with that freaking, they go good with that, uh, that, that cookout we did last week. Yeah. That was some pretty good Ooh, stuff. Some spring chinook and morels. Oh, God, you, it's a million-dollar meal. It's a thousand-dollar meal hmm. there. It, they were place. good. That was honestly the first time I really had them. Those, those were last year's dehydrated morels. I was still impressed. Yep. So Whoa, I'm not yeah. much of a forager eater, but they were good. Like, Marlon took me to, to a spot last week going to for turkeys, and we we went up over this hill and came back down. I'm like, oh, my God. Drop pin, drop pin, drop pin, drop pin. <laughs> like I'm, but they're not out up there. They weren't yet. up there yet. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like we always look for certain kinds of, of areas to find them, and this was just perfect. So that's where we're headed back this weekend, and hopefully 
Hopefully we'll be bringing back a box full. Nice. Heck yeah. Real fast, guys. Just to let you guys know, another thing on the horizon is Mother's Day. And I do know Marlon, he kind of stepped out of the room here for a minute. But I know there's going to be a very special Mother's Day drop um, coming out shortly before Mother's Day for you guys, for all the mothers and and wives in your life. So um, something, to be, something to look forward to, something to look out. We'll have some more announcements on that a little bit later. But I think we're going to go talk some twitching and some hardware stuff for Spring Chinook tributary fishing in the live feed, guys. So, again, if you guys haven't checked out our live feed, it'll be on there on Wednesday nights. You should be able to check out the video on YouTube and hear what we're talking about because we're going to go step in there right now. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time. Yep. Cheers. Later. Later.